0: Hi, my name is Priscilla. I'm an operations manager. I've been working in Silicon Valley for six years at Google, Apple, and Amazon. Welcome to
1: the Career Fluencer podcast, the place to feel inspired, get advice, and everything you need to kickstart your career growth. Question is, are you ready? Hi, You're listening to episode six. Thanks for joining us. This is Cynthia Heisch. I'm the CEO and founder of Careerfluencer and your host. Have you ever wondered what it's really like to work in big tech? Is Silicon Valley actually as crazy as everyone makes it out to be? Well if you've got your eyes on big tech or dream of one day landing a job at the best of the best such as Google, Apple, Amazon, we will get ready to learn from the pro herself. Our guest Priscilla is sharing insider advice about what it takes to succeed, how to stand out when you're constantly surrounded by some of the smartest people in the industry. So without further ado, here we go. Hi guys, today we have Priscilla. Thank you so much for being on the Career podcast. Thank
0: you for inviting me. Yes. Um.
1: Okay, so I am pretty pumped for your interview. And I think that you've got so much insight that a lot of people would be interested in because you have worked at all of kind of people's dream companies. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you've done that for a long time now and you've really grown your career. So, starting off, you know, what was it like when you went from where you, you know, began, you came from kind of maybe like a not a huge city, but what is it like to actually go and jump into Silicon Valley?
0: Um, I guess it was kind of intimidating. I moved to California by myself about 5 years ago. Um, after I graduated, I knew what I wanted to do. I had like goals set. It was on my bucket list to work for a top tech company, but I only initially thought I would work for one and then I would be like okay with it. Um, But as soon as I got my foot in the door with Amazon, I wanted to learn more. So I was actually a warehouse manager at Amazon in one of their largest facilities. Um, I was there for about a year and I learned a lot of people skills, but I realized that I wanted to learn more about my industry logistics in a different manner, like less people more data. So, I just kind of made my way closer to Silicon Valley, um, so I went to Google Express and there is where I felt a little more intimidated because it was less hands-on, less people-oriented and more like data and your decisions and your data drive like, a lot of huge decisions um, made it, like, in the real world so I would make a decision one day the next day I would see it happen in real life and we would have to report on it so it made like a huge difference so that was a bit intimidating but I think it was good for me to be in the team that I was in at Google um, Google's very supportive they if you make a, a mistake or something it's like you're not supposed to know that it, there's like not one perfect answer so they're all very supportive as long as you made an educated guess or you did to the best of your ability and to the best of the knowledge, the data that you had on hand, like everyone's very supportive and you're surrounded by a bunch of smart people. So it's like a lot of collaboration as well. So I think getting my foot into the door and like the data sense of logistics was a bit easier um, or I was like in a better environment. Um, But the people side was a totally different story.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I think that, you know, the people side and office politics and things like that that's like a whole nother thing that you have to kind of tackle as a young Mm -hmm. professional so i'm sure you know being in your environment versus just your average work office is totally different like what is it what would you say is one thing you didn't expect about it
0: um well people told me that it was fast paced and that you felt like you're on fire being thrown into fires And I just thought like, oh, they're exaggerating, you know, they just want to make you work harder in school so that you, you know, you get up there. Um, no, they're totally telling the truth. (laughs) It's like (laughs) a different, a different goal every day, honestly, because I feel like when I worked for Google Express, it was like a startup. And when I worked for Amazon, um, they have this thing called continuous improvement and you always have to make improvements every day. You have to, they had, um a system where you would mark your top five weaknesses and your top five opportunities at the end of every shift. So it was like that kind of hardcore intense environment and you couldn't really repeat like what you said before. So it was, it's always like you're, you're working on your skills, but like really hardcore. It's like having an exam every day. I kind of feel. So when they said that you get thrown into the fire, like believe them (laughs) it's, You'll get used to it eventually, but at first it's going to be very stressful because you're always going to want to complete all of your AIs and you're going to want to improve from the previous um, whatever you presented. You always want to become better, especially when you just entered the workforce. That's what you want to do. You don't want to slack off this early. Um, So I think that's what I didn't expect. Like they said this, but I didn't really take it that seriously.
1: So do you think that... You know, you're saying about how it's a lot of pressure to kind of always be improving, always be doing something better and better every day. Do you feel like there's a lot of people that kind of fizzle out quickly? Or how did you
0: deal with that? Oh my goodness. So um, I guess I'll like use Apple as an example. I started at Apple a few years ago. I was there for about a year and three months. And we had like one of the most highest turnovers after Amazon. It was just a lot of burnout cuz you need a lot of things done that environment's a bit different you have like a lot of people that you really depend on but those people get burnt out and you rely on them so much and when they leave it's like what can you do you put on their hat and then you get burnt out cuz you're wearing like 30 different hats and then it just like accumulates to the next person so i've seen this happen in all three industries that i've been a little less with google because they kind of um, they 're more collaborative and more understanding, but definitely at Amazon and at Apple, it was just you wear a lot of hats, and it 's kind of the environment makes you want to wear the hats because you want to seem capable um, i 've even seen this in like senior leaders or higher up people that aren 't entry level. You just want to do so much because you 're at these huge companies and you feel pressured to to the standard that you can 't even see, like you think the directors all wear like a hundred different hats and that they know like the ins and out of every single aspect of this industry, and really, when you sit down with them and you talk to them, they specialize but when you 're like at your level that you 're at, you think that you need to know everything in the world about this company
1: yeah i I, I think that I would feel that. Inner pressure too if I was in yeah. that environment, you know? So what would you say like if somebody is trying to kind of get into Silicon Valley, what do they need to know about it? Or what are some suggestions you would give for them?
0: Mm, I think it it depends on the company and your team, like the environment. I don't think there's anything that you can do beforehand to prep yourself for that. Um, But if you want to be in this industry, just know that there's a ton of competition. Um, You have like international students that also want to work for like Google and Amazon and Apple. Um, So just be prepared to like wait a month to hear back after you have your interviews or you might need multiple interviews or like full day interviews, stuff like that. It just takes a really long time for them to process through all their applicants because there's so many. Um, but once you get your foot in the door, um, try to make connections with your team or whoever you're going to interact with. Finance, learn from them a little bit. If you're entry level, of course, like you should try to sit down with each of your counterparts and learn what they do if they have the bandwidth. I think that's really valuable. Um, but basically, don't be so shy or intimidated that you just sit at your desk all day and you just go home and you sit at your desk all day. and You don't talk to anybody like I would take advantage if you have the opportunity to work at one of these companies, no matter what position that you get, try to talk to as many people and just get their insights and try to learn from them. Just don't be a, a little hermit in your desk.
1: Do you think that's been kind of the biggest way that you've been able to quickly grow and maintain your career in that environment? Or what are ways that you stand out? You know,
0: I think um, when I first started i was learning like just random skills like SQL, or i was learning how to like issue a po which isn't necessarily what i need to do in my job i'm the one that tells like the quantity of the po instead of actually issuing the po but i think it was good for my overall knowledge that i could take on to other companies because i feel like maybe in the future i'll work for a startup and i need to know this information rather than like scrambling from scratch like how do I do this googling how do I do this Um, I think it's helpful in the beginning just to build your foundation so that you have like a wide scope I don't think it's necessary to specialize early on in your career um, because you don't want to have tunnel vision and not know what's going on around you but to stand out I think in my industry specifically logistics and operations management it's it's tough sometimes, but you have to make hard decisions, and a lot of people shy away from that. Um, because I work in like production, I work on, I used to work on like iPads and stuff like that, um, and we have forecasts where maybe you have a new product. Like I don't work for Amazon right now, but if I were to take Amazon's ring as an example, like there's only one other ring that I know of out there in the market, and they might not have that data. To make a forecast so basically you're guessing on what you need to produce um or how many people are going to buy your product and somebody has to make the decision like we have to make 50k of this or not or how many other units we should decide to make on there's a lot of smart people that you work with there's a lot of opinions and i think to stand out you have to say i want to do this here's why i want to do this and like here's my logic around it don't shy away Don't think like nobody's gonna listen to my opinion because I just graduated four years ago, whatever your excuses are. Like, just say it. It's not gonna hurt you.
1: So, okay, I love that. And I feel like that kind of trait that you have of just being confident and sure of yourself. I mean, not everybody has that. So, what Mm -hmm. has helped you stay confident or be so motivated and just firm? You know, what. Inspires you to be like that, and how
0: can someone learn from that? I think there's two things. I think um, initially, I'm just passionate about my industry, and I like to make decisions that make sense. If I see that something doesn't make sense, I don't want to create like I work with tangible objects, and I don't want to create waste. You know, I don't want to create too much, and I don't want to like have bad customer experience. So that's one thing that I'm just like naturally passionate about, and the other thing is that there are. Like, my bosses or mentors or people that I see who are just unabashedly, like, this is what I want to do in front of, like, a whole group of people. And they'll have, sometimes they'll have one opinion and everybody will be against them, but they'll still, like, support themselves. They won't shy away from it. And it's like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Why not, you know? If I have an opinion, why won't I just throw that into the pot, you know? And it's, it's intimidating at first, but if you, like, you have to start somewhere, so just one day, if you're in a meeting, just say like, hey, I thought of this, here's my backup, and you might get some harsh feedback, but how are you going to get better if you don't try at all?
1: Uh, I love that. Um, Because sometimes I know from my experience, I was very similar <laughs> to that, where if I had an opinion for whatever reason it's not just an opinion it's based off of experience or insight or things that I've seen or you know it's a full a perspective and sometimes that might be totally opposite of what everybody else is thinking and it might cause some friction there so I think that Having those mentors or people that you could look up to, I think that is a big deal to have people where you're like, if they can do it, I
0: can do it. Um, yeah, it builds character too. Like, it's not the end of the world if they put your opinion down. Like, nothing bad's gonna happen.
1: <laughs> it right. won't make it's you look personal. like a
0: less person. Yeah, it's not that right. personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I think that this, I don't know, I think so far this has been like a really great dive right on into what it's like to be in your industry in your environment so if you could you know have any last big piece of advice or one more thing you think everyone should know what would that be um i think
0: one of my biggest pieces of advice which might not be advice at all but i get asked a lot to like help people get jobs or something like that and i never had that luxury of networking so much uh, to where somebody connected me with like a hiring manager or whatever don't be afraid to just go for the job on your own you can like you can get there I got all my jobs on my own as long as you know what you're doing as long as you have the data to back up your experience and as long as you're confident in yourself or confident in your ability to grow because companies mostly they're looking for people that they can Um, get along with in their team like everyone's smart we're all smart people we all go to school we know how to do math like (laughs) I think the only thing that really stands out is can I work with this person are they going to be somebody good to work with and that's what I took with me with every single interview that I've done on my own without networking with anybody I like just saw a job posting online went for it Um, just don't be afraid to like do it on your own and like don't second guess yourself if you were able to do it like if they give you the job do what you can and if you don't succeed try again and if you don't like that industry try a different industry i don't think it's like a huge deal where you need to freak out and ask like 50 million people can you help me get a job like you'll be fine on your own
1: priscilla thank you so much <laughs> this has been so good i think and thank you for taking the time to join us on the career Producer podcast
0: yeah thank you This is fun.
1: Thanks so much for being with us today on the Career Fluencer Podcast. I hope you're feeling inspired, energized, and maybe learned a thing or two as well. Hey, before we go, grab your phone and text CAREER to 33777. We wanted to make it super easy for y'all to not only connect with us, but to never worry about missing an episode. It's free to do and only takes you two seconds. So right now, text C-A-R-E-E-R CAREER to 33777. And last thing, we'd love your support to help us grow our Career Fluencer community, continue this podcast and inspire more people. So make sure to hit subscribe and rate our podcast and tell your network about us and tag us on social at careerfluencer so we can thank you. That's all for now. Once again, this is your host, Cynthia Heisch. Stay tuned and I'll see y'all next time on the Career Fluencer Podcast.